1: Thanks for being with us today. It's another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, the person to turn to if you need guidance and advice when it comes to your financial future and retirement. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. You can find Kevin online at insightfolios.com. We've got a great show on the way today. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, not necessarily everybody's favorite subject on the show, but we're going to try and make this a really easily accessible conversation. We're going to talk about uh, life insurance and reasons why you still might want to consider life insurance as part of your financial plan and retirement plan. Uh, often some of these reasons surprise people um, and maybe they don't realize that life insurance can be used in such ways. So I think you're going to learn something out of today's show nonetheless. I think that'll be a good discussion. We're also going to put together our financial jigsaw puzzle, our retirement jigsaw puzzle. That should be kind of fun as well. All that and much more straight ahead on the program. But first, a little history lesson to get us started today, Kevin. 71 years ago, in early March, 1950, Silly Putty went on sale in the United States. Do you remember yes. the Silly Putty days?
2: I do, when I was a kid, um, Silly Putty was pretty popular. And one of the things we used to do, we used to read comic books all the time, or the you know the, the colored comics, and we'd roll that Silly Putty across that, and you know, roll it on a blank piece of paper, and transpose the, the images, and Silly Putty was really nothing but a, a hunk of stuff in your hand that you really couldn't do too much with, but it was pretty popular back then. <laughs> So if our listeners remember Silly Putty, that means you're about my age, which means you're getting close to retirement. But if you're like Walter, you may not, uh, because he's quite a bit young, you may not remember Silly Putty or a variation of what we're talking about. What is your... Um, remembrance of that, Walter.
1: Yeah, I don't remember playing with silly putty all that much uh, growing up. I mean, I remember knowing what it was, and probably at some point in school came across it. But you know, it certainly wasn't as popular as maybe your days. But apparently now the next generation, you know, putty has made kind of a comeback. Not necessarily in the form of the brand silly putty. But my little cousins, uh, they're one's getting ready to go to college now, and the others in high school. But just a couple of years ago, when they were kind of in that middle school time frame, there was this thing that was so incredibly popular, at least where they lived, and I have a feeling it was probably, you know, a nationwide phenomenon at this time, and, and may still be. But they were really into slime, oh, and yeah. and and you know, I don't know if you've seen any young people playing with slime oh, yeah. or making oh, yeah. a big deal, but it's basically silly putty, right? Yep, like. Yep. But Different now it's like colors. really advanced. They're making yeah, yeah. their own in big buckets and buying all the things together to make it. And then you make this slime. And I mean, it's not just like a fun little toy you play with for five seconds. Like they carry it around. It's a stress reliever. It's like they make their own stress balls. They like, I'm the my cousin, she talked about how she just like, we'd be there having a conversation when we were visiting them. And she's just there like constantly kneading her slime and like messing around with it and playing with it and doing stuff with it. And they were like, yeah, it's just a stress reliever. It's just nice to have it. And I was like, well, I don't get it, but that's very interesting. <laughs> and, um, and, and neat I suppose and then she got so into it she started making them and doing custom orders and started selling it at school and I was like all right well now I'm on board like you're being an entrepreneur this is yeah,
2: you're going to go pay some taxes that's good right? exactly exactly
1: I was like I love the entrepreneurial spirit of uh, you know creating this slime and, and dominating the market at your local high school for people interested in this thing so. I
2: can remember Silly Putty coming in this little egg and you'd open up the egg and the putty would be in there and and uh, uh, yeah that was it was really a nothing thing, but everybody had it for whatever reason so.
1: I think uh, what was big when I was growing up um, and maybe it's just because my dad got a kick out of these things were the uh, window clings, the, like the things that you would throw, they were kind of oh, like the yeah, consistency yep. of Silly Putty, but you'd throw it at the window and it might be a frog or an animal of some sort or bug and it would hit the window and then it would slowly just like tip over and start to climb back down the window, but it would like flip over and look kind of cool as it would do it. Yep. I don't know why, but that was, that was what we were into for a little while.
2: And <laughs> slinkies too. When we were kids, you go up, my grandmother, she lived up in Glad and she had an upstairs and we'd start at the top and let it walk down to the bottom and it was yeah there was a the simplest things kept us amused back
1: then kevin i'm triggered because i grew up in a one-story home i didn't have the chance to ever play with the slinky so <laughs> i'd appreciate it if you wouldn't talk about that on the show today okay well, we'll bring it up
2: a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. but
1: uh, but yeah, that, that, I actually really was when I was a kid, I was always jealous of the kids who had, you know, would talk about how awesome the the slinky was and would see it coming down the stairs, and be like, oh. We only have like two steps at our back in our back porch. You know, it's like <laughs> Slinky doesn't do much on two stairs. <laughs> always, was, the- always was jealous of the two story homes back then. <laughs> well, fun stuff. Good trip down memory lane to get us started today. Uh, as we go through the program today, if you have any questions for Kevin, don't hesitate to reach out. You can call the show line at 885 plan. That's 885 plan. All right, Kevin, let's talk about life insurance. I think most people would say that life insurance is probably one of the most boring topics we could discuss. I mean, we're not going to argue that, right? But there are some reasons that life insurance might be useful, part of your retirement plan, and they really should be explored. And so we're going to do that today. So we're going to kind of force you to take your medicine a little bit and listen up to the conversation. But we'll, we'll talk about slinkies and slime and all sorts of stuff as we go through the program to try and make it all a little bit more fun to listen to. That'll be the goal.
2: Maybe we have to do a show on that correlating it to financial planning. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, maybe we can come up with some things on the fly here. We'll see. Um, all right. So one reason to get life insurance, uh, I think this is probably the one that everybody associates life insurance with, Kevin would be income replacement right
2: well exactly so if you walk out on life how is this going to affect not you but how's it going to affect your family is your spouse going to be in real trouble do they have to sell the house Are your kids going to suffer um, as far as moving from the house moving to something smaller you know life insurance is designed and this is what it was designed for well over 100 years ago to walk into your life when you really need help and it walks into your life when somebody walks out on life with tax-free money. Now life insurance is boring like you said Walter. A lot of people turned off you know when we we heard this maybe emotionally but think of this. You can take one taxable dollar and if you're planning for your family for income replacement you may be able to turn that into three tax-free dollars when your family really needs it. This is probably one of the most overlooked, you know, planning options for your family that we come by on a, you know, basis when we sit down with people. Now, when you're younger, I'll tell everybody this. There's different kinds of life insurance. There's term life insurance, universal life insurance, whole life insurance, index life insurance, so it can be pretty complex. But when you're younger and you're starting a family, you should be looking at term insurance. You know, if you're 20 years old, for example, and you're 25 years old and you have a family you're just starting out, you probably buy a million dollars of insurance for three dollars to $400 a year. So that's not that much to ensure that something happens to you, that the income's there to replace you being you're gone so that your family doesn't suffer. And I can tell you a story how this happens. When I first started out, I started out with a company called Lutheran Brotherhood. And one of the first people I met was a young couple. They lived over in Clare. And he wasn't a big fan, meaning the husband wasn't a big fan on life insurance, but they had he was in his early 30s. They had four kids. And we sat down and we talked about the different because he was proposed different types of life insurance, but we just talked term. It was cheap, it was simple. There was no, you know, no moving parts on it. Well, he got in a, a traffic accident and he passed away about 6 months after replaced the life insurance policy. And I remember walking into the house with his wife and his kids were there. And this was the stepping stone to help them get on with their life. If we didn't have that life insurance in place, it would have been a whole different story. So if this is you, don't procrastinate on this because this is very important planning prospect that most people are going to overlook And the younger you are, the cheaper it is. So don't let the cost affect you on this. And there are options for everybody at every age. So life insurance can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Make sure that you have what you need going into uh, retirement, going into starting a new family or going through middle age. There's a use for it all.
1: And see, that's the interesting thing because that's then kind of where it stops for most people's understanding of what life insurance is for, what the purpose of life insurance is for but here's a little surprise. We've got several other examples on the show uh, to coming up right now that kind of explore some other uses of life insurance, some other purposes for having life insurance as part of the plan and how it can be beneficial to you. And keep in mind on the show today, we're not really you know, hawking life insurance at you. We're not trying to sell it to you here on the program. We're just exploring usefulness of it in various situations and purposes behind it. This is a very broad conversation of uh, why it's something to think about as part of your overall all in. So we're not trying to. uh I want to just make it clear, Kevin. We're not trying to sell any magic bullets, oh, you, silver, you, silver bullets, or magic formulas here on the show.
2: You brought up a good memory because when you said Hawkin, is that what you said? Hawkin, yeah, yeah. My grandfather, my, my grandfather, <laughs> when I first told him what I was doing, oh, you're going to be one of those insurance hucksters, huh? <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> hucksters,
2: hucksters. Yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah that's what I'm going to do.
1: We're, yeah. we're uh, we we don't feel that way about our insurance brethren out there. So no, 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 no worries, no. folks. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so let's talk about some of these other uses, Kevin. Estate liquidity. What's that all about, and how does life insurance maybe help there?
2: Well, if you have a large estate, a lot of people are going to use life insurance to cover the estate taxes. Now, in a Forbes magazine, I read it here, I don't know, the last couple of weeks. There was a mystery billionaire. He bought a record amount of life insurance. Do you know how much that life insurance was? How much? $201 million. Oh, my goodness. So why would somebody buy... million of life insurance, right? That's a lot of life insurance. Well, I'm assuming, I don't know the rest of the story, but I'm assuming they did it because they had a rather large estate. And when they're gone, they owe Uncle Sam what's called federal estate taxes. So what they did is they leveraged maybe $1 into three or four or $5 tax-free to take care of those taxes down the road. Let me give you a couple other ones. Um, There's a well-known music executive named David Geffen. He bought $100 million dollars. And do you remember Malcolm Forbes?
1: Malcolm Forbes' name's familiar. Yeah, he Forbes magazine. Oh, he oh, rode around okay. on do Harley it, yeah. da- gotcha.
2: Harley Davison's dated Liz Taylor, hot balloons, hot air balloons. Excuse me.
1: Very adventurous lifestyle, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, but he bought 1990 because I remember because I was just coming up and started in this industry. He bought 70 million dollars back then, and the reason was because he had such a large estate, he figured it out. I can leverage, you know, one taxable dollar into three, four, five tax-free dollars to pay Uncle Sam when he was gone. That was the largest purchase of life insurance if I remember right at that time. So when you're looking at that, that's why people, as for estate liquidity, they're going to look, you know, how can I pay taxes after I'm gone? How can my children, my church, or, or whoever you're leaving this money to, how can I Help them pay this big tax bill when I'm gone, and that's one of the reasons that people buy such large, you know, amounts of life insurance.
1: Kevin, I want to go through a few other final quick things here, just to kind of round out the conversation. Uh, a few other quick little ways that life insurance can be helpful. What about for business owners?
2: Well, if you're a small business owner, you know you can, yet you have to have some sort of succession plan included, and most of the time it's going to be what we call a buy sell agreement, and that requires you know, someone to purchase a bunch of life insurance uh, from a company and that provides the funds that maybe can buy that owner out at some point in time. A lot of business owners will use this or, you know, if, if something happens to a key person in that insurance uh, or in that um, company, that insurance may be the option to, to help bring in somebody else without, you know, missing and those types of things. So there's lots of business opportunities with that too.
1: What about taxes and trying to create maybe some tax-free income? Is that possible from life insurance?
2: It is. And that's the greatest thing about life insurance is it's tax-free. So if you're a high-income earner and you can't contribute to a Roth, you know the cash value policy can provide you a way to invest for tax-free income down the road. If life insurance policies are designed correctly, you can put money in um, and then take money out tax-free. And now, notice I said designed properly there's several key issues in here and there's a lot of details that have to come down the pike but we will use this for our high income earners to design some sort of tax-free income going down the road now this doesn't happen overnight so we have to put money in let it sit and stew and bubble and then somewhere down the road we're going to take tax-free income out but it has to be designed properly
1: all right kevin one last one uh i know long-term care coverage is probably next on the list of things that people don't like talking about. But (laughs) if we combine these two topics, there's actually some help that the uh, least favorable thing to talk about, life insurance, can help out with the number two thing, thing that uh, nobody likes to talk about, long-term care things.
2: Exactly. Um, You know, those are traditional long-term care policy that once you purchase it, the, the premiums are not guaranteed. They can and probably will go up in the future, so that's what turns a lot of people off. But then the life insurance industry came out and said, you know what, we're going to do something and we're going to combine the, you know, we're going to have a benefit on there that pays for long-term care if you need it. And the good thing about these long-term or hybrid policies, as I call them, if we go back to the traditional long-term care policy, if you never use that policy, that money that you spend in is gone forever but on the flip side if you look at a life insurance policy a hybrid policy if you never use it there's a death benefit for somebody that goes tax-free so it kind of has the best of both worlds and if you need it it's there it provides coverage depending on how much you you need or how much you apply for and how much you buy and then if you don't need it there's this death benefit that says somebody's going to get a tax-free death benefit down the road so it kind of has the best of both worlds but again this one has to be designed correctly too most life insurance companies now have this hybrid design, but it depends on what you're trying to look for. Certain ages, one company's better than another. Certain parameters, certain health conditions, one company's better than another. But the main thing here is, if this is you're looking at doing something like this, and you're procrastinating, and your health changes, you have to be insurable with this also. Insurance company's not going to take the risk unless you're, you know, you're insurable on, on their end. So if this is you, look into it. Don't stop you know, and procrastinate. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We'd be happy to go through all of these options because there's a lot of uh, different options for life insurance that can improve your life, improve your retirement funds. So if that's you, pick up the phone. Give us a call.
1: Questions for Kevin on what we've talked about so far on today's show? Pick up that phone. Dial 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- If you get the voicemail, just leave us a quick note. Let us know you're interested in meeting or having a conversation, maybe over Zoom, about your financial plan, some of the things, uh, the gaps in the plan, where things might be able to uh, be improved. And Kevin can help point some of those things out to you and not just look at life insurance, but all the tools that are available to you in the financial world to help fill in those gaps and make sure that you are well-prepared retirement and your financial future. Uh, Life insurance, just one of those tools. Certainly not the magic answer to any problems, uh, but could be used in very useful ways if we are open to it and uh, looking out for it. And that's what Kevin does with his planning process. And if you want to get in touch, again, the number to call is 888-885-PLAN or online at insightfolios.com. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned.
3: We believe it only takes three steps to build your financial future. And that's it. You shouldn't waste your time getting bogged down by complicated numbers and confusing financial products. Why worry with the minutia? Three steps is all it takes. Step one, you talk. Step two, we act. And step three, here comes the fun part you relax. Come in for a visit with our team. We'll listen as you explain your needs, dreams, and desires. We'll then craft and implement a financial plan to achieve your goals. Don't worry. As life happens, we'll adjust your plan. All you have to do is take it easy. Don't make retirement harder than it should be. Schedule your visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're only a phone call away. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together.
1: In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the anyone, anyone.
0: It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial
1: with Kevin Ray. Having some fun today. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. We're talking about jigsaw puzzles a little bit. Jigsaw puzzle of retirement some of the strategies that we need to implore to uh, you know complete a jigsaw puzzle, well, many of those same strategies end up applying to retirement planning. So we're going to explore this idea to begin this segment of the program today. Kevin, did you get into doing like jigsaw puzzles and that sort of thing back in the day?
2: When we were a kid, uh, Walter, um, we used to go to my grandmother's, and she's the one that lived in my dad's mother, lived in Gladwin. And after we come down in the morning uh, from the upstairs that we used to play Slinky on, And we come down in the morning. There's
1: that slinky again. Slinky,
2: yeah. And she'd give us our choice of breakfast. We talked about this in the past of either cereal or slop, and so most of us took the slop, (laughs) which was a piece of bread with coffee and milk and sugar on it. And then she always had the puzzle. She always had this puzzle on the table and she she had a name for all of us kids. I don't know if it was because she changed our diapers a lot, but she'd say, "All right, you turd birds, come on over to the table. Let's work on this puzzle." <laughs> uh,
1: tur- turd bird sounds like it was an affectionate term for you. It was a,
2: it was a very affectionate okay, term, okay. but cuz cuz we all had it. <laughs> and uh and I just, you know, when we you said big pitch, you know, talking about jigsaws, I remember that uh, story there. So, yeah, we, we did do pitches, or puzzles, excuse me, with my grandmother, and my aunt still does those two to this day. So, yeah, that's a good memory. You, you,
1: you, you don't remember the, the uh, jigsaw puzzle so much as you do being called a turdbird. Turdbird, yep. <laughs> I'm going to try that out as a term of affection on people this week. I'll report back next week how that goes.
2: See how it goes with Connie, yeah. Hey,
1: a turdbird, come on over here. See what Connie says to that, Yeah. That'll, that's going to end really well, Kevin. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, that is too funny. Um, I hadn't heard that one before. That's a new one. But so we'd all, your we family always, always has cool cool sayings yeah. and interesting things that you guys call each other. So.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was a fun, fun time back then.
1: <laughs> well, very good. When well, you talk about the big picture, yes, that's like step one, right? When you're putting together the jigsaw puzzle, always helps to look at the back of the box and say, all right, what, what exactly are we going to build? Otherwise <laughs> – Putting it all together becomes very difficult.
2: Well it would, you know, if you didn't have the picture it'd be very difficult, right? So when you sit down, you you know, most people, you know, you just don't dump the pieces on the table and expect to put them together unless you have that box in front of you, like Walter said. You know, the box is giving you an idea of what colors go where. So it's kind of the big picture idea when you're putting it together. Same thing with financial planning. The big picture is income. We need some sort of income financial plan. And when you sit down and we sit down and we do this with people, Walter, we, we're we going to sit down and we're going to say, where's all your income going to come from? Well, we know for a fact everybody's going to get Social Security. And which investments do you have that are suitable for your situation to, to produce income? Uh, So we're just talking big picture. When somebody comes to my office, I want to know, well, what kind of income do you want? When uh, is the ideal age that you think you can retire at? So we're talking big picture stuff. What's what's your retirement going to look like? What's the start date? How much income do you think you need? And it starts there. So the big picture, we can relate that to financial planning by just starting there. It has to start somewhere, and it starts with you, you know having a big picture in the back of your mind what your retirement looks like
1: i'll take it even a step further you know if you wanted to make the puzzle harder i used to do this when maybe it was an easier puzzle that we were working on is i would only look at the picture once at the beginning and then you'd set it aside and then you'd have to do the rest of it from memory easier than never having a reference picture to begin with but still sort of hard when you don't have that picture to go back and reference As you start getting into some of the other details and the edges, you're like, oh, yeah, your memory starts to get a little fuzzy about what was up in the corner and what was over here and what color was that and was it a tree here or a car or whatever the case may be. So I think there's a lesson to be learned there, Kevin, in not only having the big picture, but having it in an easy to understand way that's also accessible to you because it's helpful to be able to always refer back to that big picture from a financial standpoint as you go through um, your, your financial plan in your life.
2: Because that's where it all starts. And exactly. You're exactly right, Walter.
1: So keep that in mind as well. Not only get the big picture in place, but be able to refer back to it over time as well. All right, then uh, we start with building a framework. After we kind of absorb that big picture and have it set up as a reference point, I always started with uh, try to find the corners and the edges as my place to begin. Kevin, is that uh, seems like the pretty standard way to begin a puzzle? Is that where you started?
2: Well, we did. When Grandma, we'd always look for the corners. You know, all right, you know, look for the corners, and then build your way around. With retirement planning, the framework, because we're talking about building framework here, the framework is going to be income. Income is king because we only need income. And if you don't have an income plan, you don't have a retirement plan. You you, you do not go in retirement without some sort of income plan, a a really good, put-together, comprehensive, just-for-you income plan. And in this income plan, you're going to decide, Social Security, when is the best time to take it? Pensions, do I take a lump sum? Do I take the you know the monthly amount? Do I have annuities? Do I take the guaranteed lifetime from the annuities, or do I just pull interest? Do I have dividend-paying stocks? Do I take dividends? How about rental income? Several of my people that come into the office here have a lot of rental income that they use. They've, you know, we just talked to a gentleman here a couple of weeks ago. He bought a couple of duplexes, and the reason was he wanted dependable income going into retirement. So this is what it's all about, building monthly paychecks. You're going to need monthly paychecks going in, and how you build those monthly paychecks is going to determine how well in retirement you're going to enjoy it. So sit down and build a good framework, and it starts with income.
1: Now, next on our list is going to be sort by color. Now, this was not my strategy. This probably makes a lot of sense when I was looking up strategies for putting together jigsaw puzzles for our conversation today. I'd never really thought about Sorting all the pieces by color—that does make a lot of sense. Now, um, I always started to look for like just edge, like trends on the pieces. So, like if a branch exits the piece here, then I would just look for like matching lines and things like that. That's how I would do the puzzles. But the sort by color idea is certainly a, a very good one. What's the relation to the financial world if we do that
2: though? That's exactly how our grandmother taught us. You know, you get the blue for the sky, get the green you know, for the, for the ground and, and then, you know, have that box up there looking for that. But sorting out your financial accounts are very similar and can be very helpful. Let's start by do you sort by tax status? So most people that we see, um, 95 to 100% of their savings are in what we call tax deferred accounts. Now, what is a tax deferred account? It could be an annuity, could be an IRA, could be a 401k a 403b 457 now for most people that we see they're going to be in the 403bs 457s 401ks because at work it's convenient for you to have money withheld from your paycheck and then you start funding this over many many years and you started with maybe a hundred dollars a month and then you've increased it over time and by the time you hit 50 or 60 you got a million dollars so what does that mean tax deferred. You've deferred taxes on that million dollars up until all this time. So we have what you call a tax time bomb. So going forward, you want to figure out how can I defuse this tax time bomb? Or how can I take this million dollars that I accumulate and use it in the most tax efficient way? Um, And maybe that starts with we start taking our social security later. And we start taking some of our 401k money earlier. Why would you do that? Well, because if you take both of them and there's certain thresholds, you're going to be taxed on your Social Security, maybe up to 85% of that. So there's several planning techniques that go into setting this up. But start, you know, this is where we always start. We call it above ground and below ground investments and we call it you know tax efficient versus tax deferred investments and that's where we start and I think that's where you should start too.
1: all right so we've had pretty good strategy for the jigsaw puzzle so far we looked at the big picture we built our framework we sorted by color we've done all of these things in the financial realm as well and now the final step for that jigsaw puzzle is uh, answering that big question of why Kevin why why did we sit here for hours and put this puzzle together? what do we do now that we've completed the darn thing? Do we just throw it back in the box or frame? Uh, some people frame their puzzles, I've some heard. Some people
2: do, yeah. Some people
1: do. We would just leave ours sitting out for a couple of weeks, and then eventually we'd be like, all right, we've seen it enough, and we have felt the accomplishment soak in, and let's destroy it and put it back in the box at this point. But that's what we'd usually do is leave it on the dining table or whatever for a few – until the next time we went, needed to eat at the dining table, then we'd take <laughs> it down.
2: I remember my grandmother. We you know, we get down to like the last 10, 20, 30 pieces. There's usually three or four of us around there with grandma. And you could see her eyes lighten up, you know, because she knew we were getting close. And then the person that put in the last piece, it was seconds later that it was dismantled and put back in the box. That was that was her highlight, you know. And then we pull out another puzzle usually. But the same thing with your financial plan. What kind of retirement? You know, you've worked maybe 20, 30, 40 years. We were just talking to my dad yesterday. He's been retired now for 30 years. And he's 79 years old. So he's probably got, you know, he's healthy. And he's probably got another 10, 15 years that we got to plan for as far as retirement income. And he doesn't sit still. So if this, how do we relate that to you? Do you like to travel a lot? You know, you're going to spend most of your time in your garden. What are you going to do with the off time now that you're done working? You're going to work part time. You're going to maybe volunteer at church or the KCs like a lot of our people do. Once you know what the end game looks like, it's easy to start assembling all of your financial pieces that you have. How do we put together your IRAs, your 401ks, your 457s? How do we create that income? How do we make sure it lasts to and through retirement? And more importantly... After you are gone, after you leave this earth, after you walk out on life, how do we pass this down to your heirs in the most tax-efficient way? And that's what we're talking about, game. And it starts with planning. It starts with sitting down with somebody, and it starts with a good, comprehensive financial plan that's put together just for you. And every plan that I put it together in my office, Walter, is different because everybody is different. Some people have pensions, some people don't. Some people have rental income, some people don't. Some people, Social Security is worth more, some people have more than others. Everybody's plan's different. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, I'm nowhere close to retirement because I haven't done as good as my neighbor, sometimes when you come in, I can guarantee you 95% of the time you're closer than you think you are, and it starts with that first step. Once you get that first step out of the way, the rest is pretty easy. It gets you focused on the end game. It gets you focused on your goals. It gets you focused on retirement. And sometimes it speeds up that process. So don't procrastinate. Don't sit around. Don't wonder. Get the answers that you deserve. And it's simple. Just pick up the phone, give us a call, and we'd be happy to start that process with you.
1: Assemble the pieces of your financial puzzle. All you have to do is call Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885. 885-7526, Eight eight that'll put you on the right track to getting your retirement plan pulled together and started uh, in the best way and the most efficient way possible. That's what Kevin's going to seek to do with a financial plan for you, um, putting together all those different puzzle pieces of your financial life into a harmonious plan. The number to call once again is 888-885-PLAN, that's 888-885-7526. Kevin, to put a bow on our discussion uh, from the beginning of this segment when you mentioned that your grandmother used to call you all an affectionate term of turd bird, (laughs) there is apparently a children's book by that name. Have you heard of the Turd Bird?
2: <laughs> oh no, I didn't know. I did not have to look it up.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what the premise of the book is, but uh, apparently, maybe she
2: started a trend. <laughs> it, it exists. That's all I'm going to say. Is oh. it exists out there? I don't I know am- if it's
1: satirical or if it's a true children's book, but it's twenty nine ninety nine apparently for the hardcover of it out there. So, well,
2: there who's go. the author? Uh,
1: someone named Greg
2: Petropolis. Huh? no. Nope would have been Arlene Ray I would have said it. there uh, it is <laughs> there it is she,
1: she spun it into, spun into it a story in, yeah. so yeah. well there you go if you want to go check that out apparently it was just published last year so it's a it's a relatively new book
3: Wow. Yeah, how
1: about that? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, check it out. Maybe it's uh, worth picking up. Um, There you go. Have you heard of the turd bird? Well, we certainly have here on Simply Financial. That (laughs) is for sure. All right, more coming up on today's show. Keep listening. Simply Financial rolls on with Kevin
3: Ray after this. When you reflect on your life, what would you like to see as your fondest memories? Summers at your favorite vacation spot? Ice cream with the grandkids after their first t-ball game? Maybe it was your great adventure across the world or volunteering with a local nonprofit. Of course, those memories are still in the future, although they're not as far away as you might think. Be sure you have a financial plan to make them happen. Don't find yourself worrying while enjoying that ice cream. Peace of mind is attainable in your retirement. With the proper planning, you can secure a meaningful retirement. We can help you make those dreams a reality. Schedule your visit with our team today. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We want to make memories with you. Get started by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's (laughs) 888-885-7526. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time for getting
1: to know you here on Simply Financial. Once a week, we just take a sidestep from all the financial talk. And with talk of life insurance so heavily dominating our discussion today, Kevin, we need the break. So a little fun topic for you here. Uh, My random question for you this week. If you had to change your name, we're going to force you. I know you love Kevin. We're going to force you to change your name. What would you change it to?
2: Ooh, good question. Now. In our group of guys that go fishing all the time, there's two Kevins, so I got K1. Dan named me K1. K1, the other, okay. the other Kevin's K2, and he doesn't like it because he was there long before I was. But if I had to change my name, you know, I always loved that show Lonesome Duff.
1: You've mentioned that on the show before, but yeah, I still haven't. I've never seen Lonesome uh, Dove before.
2: And, and Robert Devolp and his character's name was Augustus, and I always Ooh. liked that name, Augustus. Augustus, it's, you know, and he plays a character that's fit for Augustus. So. I
1: hear Augustus, and I think the kid, uh, the chubby kid from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I hear it. I see old Gus riding down the you know the frontier. So there you go, there you yeah. go. Well,
1: that's good. I, uh, I I could see you as an Augustus. Yes,
2: yeah, Augustus Ray. It's mm-hmm. kind of kind of got a nice name to it. How about you? I
1: like that. Uh, let's see. I um I, I've always embraced my Walter name. My parents gave me the middle name of Ryan just in case I didn't like Walter and got <laughs> made fun of in school. And most teachers on that first day of school would always say Ryan. And then there'd be no response, and then they'd finally go, Walter, and I'd be like, yeah, that's me. And they were like, oh, you don't go by Ryan? I'd go, no, that's not my name. It's <laughs> <laughs> my middle name, but not my real name. So it would be hard for me to part with Walter, because I'm such a Walter, but um, I don't know. I guess I'd keep it in the W family, maybe go with something like a Winston,
2: something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, prominent. Yeah, something yeah, that's yeah.
1: still kind of, because I feel like that, Walter, you've got to you got to say it, you know? It's got a certain stateliness to it, you know? There's- Walters are very adult growing up, you know. Yeah. Walter Cronkite. Do you remember,
2: do you remember on Golden Pond?
1: Uh no. Uh-uh. That, there Golden was Pond. a
2: there was a trout that Henry Fawn was after and he called him Walter. Oh, oh really? I would oh, go watch know, that. F- for years, you know. And it was pretty funny about the way he describes him. So I won't ruin it for you. Yeah.
1: It's always fun. I'm sure everybody has these moments, but specifically with a slightly more unique name like Walter, it's funny whenever there's a TV show or a commercial or something where they go Walter you know, in the commercial TV and then, you know, you always look at your, I look over at Connie and Connie looks over at me and she gives me the little eyes like what? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I bet they're going to start, you know, with the, how much they know about us, right? They're going to start having commercials be able to say our names in the commercials. Don't you think so that we're definitely going to head in that direction at some point where I do, I do they'll kind of talk to the screen and be able to say whatever your name is based on the data that they know about you and
2: that they're listening to. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, th- yeah. I think we're, we're definitely headed that way. Because
1: they'll be able to have a 6,000 versions of the commercial that can then splice with wh- whoever's watching it and then choose, you know, like, like you'd go to the gift shop and they have all the mugs with your, you know, all the names on it. And you go look for your, your name with on, on the yep. special mug at the amusement yep. park or wherever. It's going to be kind of like that where they can just plug in anybody's name into the commercial and kind of, you know, build that connection with you that way. If the I start of- hearing Walter a lot, that's going to be some pretty strong evidence because it's not a name that get it's picked a lot
2: uh, the artificial <laughs> yeah. intelligence is kind of scary when you think of it that way right yeah yeah it's very yeah. very the true. marketing geniuses out there are, are if they haven't thought about it now they are listening to you
1: that's right you got it well you're listening to simply financial with augustus ray and winston storholt here on uh, on the show this week that's,
2: that's got a ring to it
1: yeah filling augustus and winston yeah we, we really like classed the show up a little bit from kevin maybe and walter we,
2: <laughs> maybe we had to change the name to augustus and winston show there you go yeah, yeah. i think
1: we there something there um it it sounds like a restaurant doesn't augustus and
2: winston's or cigar shop or something Something like that yeah yeah
1: yeah. i love it uh we're coming up on the show stay with us here on simply financial
3: planning for retirement shouldn't be a mystery so why is it so easy to get bogged down with financial terms and advisors who try to offer you a sales pitch Financial coach Kevin Ray takes pride in looking after his clients' best interests. He strives to educate you about the financial world. If you want a customized financial plan that's unique to your goals, schedule a visit today. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Schedule a complimentary review of your situation. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526.
0: For all the latest news and information you need to retire successfully, visit InsightFolios.com. That's
1: InsightFolios.com. Getting ready to wrap things up this week on Simply Financial. But before we do, we do have a few moments to answer a quick listener question. If you'd like to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can email your mailbag question to Kevin. It's Kevin at InsightFolios.com. The email address, Kevin at InsightFolios.com. This one comes to us from Bob. Bob says, I own my own business and I'm about to pay off an SBA loan that I've been working on for 10 years. Once that's paid off, it'll increase my income by about 15000 every month. So Kevin, how should I invest such a large monthly amount?
2: The first thing, you know, when you, when you said 15000 every month, I would look at something that's called dollar cost averaging. Which means that you put you know whatever that amount of that fifteen thousand away every single month. So think of it this way. If you bought gas a month ago, and let's say it was two dollars a gallon, and now you're buying it today and it's two fifty a gallon, your average cost is two twenty-five. Same thing applies here in dollar cost averaging. So if you if you're putting in money every single month, you're not gonna hit the high, you're not gonna hit the low, you're gonna kinda of take the highs and low and average the cost going forward. So I think that would be one way to start. And the second option is we need to find out what investments are going to fit that $15,000, if that's what you're going to invest. And there's only one way to find out. Sit down and do a good comprehensive route plan that's just applicable to you, Bob. And that's as easy as an answer as I can give you without going into too much depth, without knowing other costs and you know incomes that you have and those types of things. Maybe you're going to sell your business, but I would start there and that's a pretty easy process.
1: That's a really good question, Chris. And uh, congrats on the successful business and getting that loan paid off. And yeah, you've got—that's a good problem to have to find somewhere to put that fifteen k a month. So, if you want to get a little bit more in-depth look at uh, your situation, Chris, and get some more personalized advice, we always recommend that, of course give Kevin a call at 888-885 plan so we can truly look at all the different moving parts in your situation and you can talk about both this change in your life with saving that 15k and how it fits into your retirement future and all those kinds of moving parts 888-885 plan that number to call any questions you have about the financial landscape and retirement Kevin's there for you 888 888- 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, Kevin, we're out of time for this week's show. Really enjoyed it today. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. We'll talk to you then, Walter. Have a good, safe week. You as well. That's Kevin Ray I'm Walter Storholt, or should I say Augustus and Tim Winston Walter Winston, yes. today's show. <laughs> had a lot of fun. Talk to you soon right back here on Simply Financial.